to the Bring the Wood podcast, formerly known as the Who That Kiss podcast. We had to change that up back in the day. I don't know if we should have. We might have just kept that Who That Kiss podcast because we are winning a lot more games. And uh, things were a little bit more gravy back then. But <laughs> we did it to try and change our luck in the playoffs. A lot of good it did us. Uh, we did not successfully do that. So, anyways, my boy JD about to join us pretty soon. This is RK, like I just done said. We're going to talk about this week. We're going into the bye week. We're 3-2. and two. And, and to be honest with you, I can't think of a better situation to be in with all the bodies that we've been down um, after our first five games. If I would have told you before the season started, we'd be missing Mike, Trey Kwan. We'd have Kwan for a game. We wouldn't have David Onyemata at all. Guys would be in and out of the lineup, banged up. Our linebacking rotation would probably flip from game one to game five in a complete different, you know, plan of action because Werner was injured at the beginning and Bond got those snaps. Early. Like, there was just so much flux going on, especially at the cornerback position. And, uh, yeah, we had an epic, epic collapse. The 11 points with seven minutes left against the Giants. Um that wasn't really what we wanted. You know, we, we didn't want to go out that way. And it's just frustrating because you could kind of feel that was a that was a Saintsy loss. Like there's just no reason, no rhyme or reason for us to actually lose that game. Uh, and it ended up being just an awful, awful way to go down. Um the Giants were down men. You know, their offensive line uh, wasn't great to begin with. We couldn't generate any pressure. And a position of strength that we came into the season saying, hey, our D-line, it's stacked. That That's a position that we're, we're okay at. Is the kind of position that's letting us down. Like, we're not getting to the quarterback. Um, the secondary is actually playing better than the defensive line. So you see a lot of coverage sacks if we do get a sack because the quarterback has to hold the ball for a little bit longer. But quarterbacks being able to, you know, break out and get runs against us it's just been an, a, a less than ideal situation. And, and I don't know if that's really because of the fact that we've got so much money tied up in Cam Jordan or the fact that David Onyemata is not there or the fact that we've got undrafted guys um, all over the defensive line in Granderson, Roach, and Tuttle. Um, yeah, Davenport being hurt doesn't help, but we can't really expect Davenport to be healthy. That's not been something that's been the norm. So we, to expect... Uh, depend on Davenport it's probably not what we're going to be able to do um, to really find ourselves to be successful going forward so I am a little bit interested in to see how much Peyton Turner can do he's had some really high moments and then some pretty average moments um, so far but the kid's talented you can see he jumps off film when he is playing really well um, him playing less snaps and then having Davenport being the guy that he's rotating with I, I have a feeling we might see Cam come off the field more than we're used to seeing um, going forward because if we can put either of those young guys for as many games as we get Davenport in um, and David Onyemata there, I think that's a pretty good recipe for getting some pressure on these quarterbacks. Um, how does that look for the run game? Cam has been good against the run. Uh, I can't really knock Cam um, for the run, but I want to wait till Justin gets here so we can talk uh, about more of that. Uh, I'm just kind of rambling on here, but yeah, like I, I really do feel like this defense has been able to play elite um, for a lot of the moments that we've needed them to. You know, less the Giants game, which was just an odd one, but even the Carolina game. I felt like the Carolina game, the Carolina 
the Panthers played really well in the first half and the defense had their moments, but the second half our defense held them and our offense just couldn't get anything going. And that was based on, you know, missing 144 coaches and <laughs> our offensive line um, not being able to block three guys <laughs> for the most part. So it was just a, it was a bizarre game. Uh, my man, JD, you're there, ain't you? I just got on, buddy. How you doing? Did you hear me rambling about our defense being a little bit inconsistent but really being the life of this team so far? I just heard the tail end of that night. I, uh, I have to agree entirely. Um, obviously, we have such strong pieces and positions of need, and it's just the, it seems like the, the depth and, and uh, the rotations that we have because we're missing so many guys right now just isn't where it, where it can be. So, you know, obviously the guys that are in right now and, and getting snaps are, are, you know, adequately doing their job. But once we get Animata back and, and Davenport back, um, I think we'll see a, a huge shift in, in how our defense plays. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying uh, before you got on. Up front, but but in the secondary too. Like how that'll allow our secondary to play more free. And I know they've been playing well, but... Yeah, they've been playing um, amazing. I've, I've Every game I've watched over and over again, our secondary, minus the Giants game, our secondary has been lights out. Yeah. Um, my, my thing I was saying before you got on, and, and, you, and I want you to speak to this, is I feel like... Okay, so I feel like truly Cam Jordan has taken a step back with regards to his pass rush. He's been very close all year, but the difference between old Cam and Cam today is that old Cam was getting those sacks, which is what made him an elite pass rusher. So now I'm feeling like Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. Davenport gets back and Automatic gets back, are we not going to see? Are we not going to see Cam take some snaps off? And are we going to see Peyton Turner and Davenport on the field at the same time? Yeah, I think we have to, considering our our, our team sack totals were sitting at eighth, which is like thirty first or eight, which is thirty first in the league. Yeah. Um, you know that that's that's a head scratcher for for us. We're used to getting, you know, middle of the pack sack numbers, right? We're never this low uh, around the league. So to, to only have eight through five games, and three of those are by DBs. Concern. Three of those are by yeah, DBs. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Those those are yeah, ske- so. those are schemed sacks. Those aren't those aren't pressure sacks. So, and then how many does Demario have? Does Demario have two? Uh, as far as I know, I, I know I know Kate I know Caden K- Ellis has one, and Demario has two. Chauncey has Chauncey two. has two. Chauncey has two. That's five. So we have three sacks. Granderson got one last week. Davin- Davenport had one against Green Bay. So then we have to have more than that then because Pass Passanio has two, doesn't he? I think I think we only have eight total. That's a, that's what I read earlier. Uh, either way, it's not good. And then so, the Chiefs are the Chiefs are the thirty second like team in terms of sack numbers, so and they have seven. Yeah. Okay, so let, let's jump right into this part because this is what I'm what I'm interested in hearing your point of view, and what I want. I actually I just want to dive into it because I think that I have some thoughts that I want to walk through with you. We are getting bodies back. We're going to get Davenport back, and we are going to get Onyemata back. Out of the guys that are on the roster right now, we're going to have to say goodbye to some guys. It's easy to say we're going to say goodbye to Montrevious Adams and Jalen Holmes. Like, those two guys should be able to go. But out of the rotation, who are you taking out of the rotation? Because right now the rotation looks like Peyton Turner, Carl Granderson, Malcolm Rochai, Tuttle, Christian Ringo, Albert Huggins in the middle. And then Cam Jordan and Tano. Tano actually pops into the middle quite often. 
So with Onyemata there, do we go Tano and Onyemata in the middle more often than not? And then Granderson, Peyton Turner, Davenport, Cam Jordan on like a 50-50 split? Like, what, yeah, are, your thought, I, what are your thoughts I, on I, that? I wonder, I, I wonder about like Carl Granderson. Like, coach, the coaches love him. So it doesn't matter what, we, what we're seeing. The coaches are believing in him. And they're, the, the fact that they haven't given up on him this season and he's been this ineffective, especially against the run, says yeah. that he's that, that they're not they're not quitting on him. So mm-hmm. his snaps. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Obviously, Montrevious Adams is is going to be reduced to practice squad role. I think Malcolm and Roach is done too. I have a feeling Malcolm's going to get cut. Yeah, he hasn't shown very much. Hey, this, this Do you remember his motor? So remember you and I talked about him when he first came in the league, and we said. This guy's awesome. He has a great motor, right? Like he's just a, mm-hmm. like he's just a motor guy. He like works his tail off, and he's exciting, and he seems to be excited. Watching the games now, he looks like he's just kind of going through the motions. And I know that sounds like odd, but he's not standing out, is what I'm saying. Like I watch him play, and there's nothing. He's not making any splash plays where you're like, you know, oh that guy's he, he's affecting the game. And I know it's tough to see interior interior linemen do things, but. Pushing the pocket, pushing it, like getting a pancake, like doing anything, you know what I mean? Like just, mm-hmm. just, just battling, and it just seems like he's either undersized, undermatched, or underskilled, and all three of those things I think lead to him getting cut. Yeah, and, and shy, shy Tuttle has has been up and down, showing more more yeah. flashes. Yeah, lately, like the, more more though in the past two or three weeks, in the first two weeks, obviously. But yeah, we also had other guys on the field then that. He wasn't uh, on, on the field as often now as he, or yeah. as often then as he is now. Um, Christian Ringo, I, 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 I don't know, man. I he's an, undersized. Yeah, he's undersized, but man, does he work hard? Oh, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. he doesn't start. He had the Malcolm Roach motor from two years ago. You know, like that's that's how he plays. So mm-hmm. again, I think he's an expendable guy. Um, Shy Tuttle will stick around. They really like Albert Huggins. Albert Huggins is a beast of a man. So I think they really like. So I think the rotation might go Passigno, Albert Huggins, Shai Tuttle, and Onyemata. That'll be the interior, guys. Yeah, that's that's a solid four. Ringo goes to the practice squad. Yeah. Mal- Malcolm Roach might be cut outright and just ended up as an Atlanta Falcon, you know, like Tyler mm-hmm. Davidson. Oh, oh man. It's just the, that's just the uh, same thing that happens all the time, isn't it? Yeah, and and, and that that's, that just speaks to the volume of depth that we have in this team at that position too, right? Like, yeah, because Malcolm Roach last year was was interesting to have on the team as a UDFA. Yeah, and then to to not you know to he's expendable, right? So yeah. if that's the case, and he's going to start maybe as a fourth rotation man somewhere else, might be the third um, on some bad yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah Anyways, we're sure. so we're spending a lot of time on D line. Let's let's talk about yeah. the linebackers here because this is the interesting one. So Quan's coming mm-hmm. back. Quan's coming back. Mm-hmm. Zach Bond has officially been eliminated from the game plan um, because Pete Werner gets double-digit uh, tackles every game, and he's around the ball, and he doesn't get beaten coverage. So we've got Caden Ellis, who has been phenomenal. Tackles, by the way. Yeah, by the way, it's just phenomenal. But Caden mm-hmm. Ellis, I've been pleasantly surprised because I thought he was going to wash out and be like a – I can't even think of it. Who are the two guys we got from Wake Forest back in the day? We got a linebacker and we got a, a corner, and we ended up cutting them both. We drafted two guys from Wake Forest. It was like 2014. 
Anyways, it'll come to me. He just, it's just, like, that's what Caden else I thought was going to be like. He's going to be like one of those, you know, one of those guys that just weren't going to be very good for us. Flashed in preseason. And then, you know, bottomed out. But yeah. he's getting pressure on the quarterback. I know he has a sack this year. He has a sack force fumble, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, Caden Ellis has I been... So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Caden Ellis has been playing really well. I think that he still has a role on this team. Pete Warner is not coming off the field... I don't see how they can take Pete Werner off the field the same way they can't take uh, Adebo off the field. So right now, Bradley Roby's not playing yeah. as a starting corner because Paulson Adebo is the starting corner. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and he had such a bad game yeah. and then came back this game and played phenomenal. By the way, how stupid is Washington? Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to keep on attacking one of the best corners in the NFL. You know what I mean? And you have Paulson Adebo on the other side, who's had a rough game the game before. So his confidence might not be at an all-time high. You think you want to maybe keep on challenging him? <laughs> like, I thought that was bananas that they didn't challenge him yeah, more. And, and that, that's the beauty of Marshawn shadowing. I love yeah, when he shadows, and, yeah. And, and Marshawn shadowing the number one receiver... It's so it's so good. Yeah. Because then every route that's run against him, he wants to just keep winning and winning and winning, and he he locked it down on Sunday. Like he was oh. lights out. I keep on seeing six like conflicting. Breakups. Yeah, I keep six on seeing conflicting. I've seen seven, and I've also seen eight pass, eight passes uh, knocked down in coverage. I don't know what that means, but that was off of Pro Football, uh, ProFootballNetwork.com. So like I'm just going through it. And I just find it so to be. What, what, what's more impre- let, let's go with let's, let's what's what's more impressive Pete Werner 13 tackles or Marshawn six pass breakups against it's, no it's the Mar- it's Marshawn Lattimore's what he has done hadn't been done in the NFL since 2017 so I'll say that again it hadn't been done since the year he was drafted so Damn. like him getting six pass breakups. He and, if he's and, and, and remember, remember. Oh, sorry, when when Mike got paid, and then he balled had out his you know record breaking year. Yeah, and now Marshawn is following in path. Like, I, I love that our guys are getting paid and, and they're not slowing down. Like they, they in fact they elevate their game. He's just that dude, man. Like they they get the bag and then they. Yeah, I love it. I love. Oh, it. I remember the guy's name. I remember his name. It's it just Ohio State mentality too. It just hit me. It was Stanley Arnaud. That was the guy that we drafted. That's who I thought Caden Knox was gonna be. Stanley Arnaud from Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Him and Chip Vaughn. Do you remember them? Do you remember those two guys got drafted? They didn't get. They didn't play for us because they were just trash. Anyways, that's who I thought he was gonna be. Or you know. End up like and, and Alex that was, Anzalone. That was like 2014 defense. <laughs> no, that was actually 2010. I'm gonna say, because I actually thought Martez Wilson was 2011. Was it that part of long ago? Yeah, Martez Wilson was 2011. Oh yeah. So it was it was it was back then, but. Oh, okay. You know that we drafted Kenny Stills in 2013. That makes more sense. I guess. <laughs> That's wild. Um, That's crazy. Anyway, so I the sec I think I think the secondary like we just talked about a uh, huge position of strength. Um, we get Ken Crawley back when Ken gets back. Like man, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it, but Bradley Roby looks pretty good. 
He doesn't look like he has any problems. I do have a bone to pick in the secondary. The only weak spot in our secondary right now happens to be the inconsistency of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I refuse to call him C.D. Deuce when he plays like crap. So he is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I'm covering by, calling by his government name. He's getting roasted, and he's missing tackles. Ever since he talked before that Giants game, and then Kadarius Tony made him look human, actually less than human because he was missing tackles, like that one missed tackle where he like grabbed air, that's embarrassing. You can't go out and yeah. talk. You can't go out and talk and all that talk. Go ahead. And and wasn't that um, when he missed it twice? It was like once. Yeah. And then he got up again and missed again, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, he, he you, that was a bad moment for him. You can't you can't be talking and then do that. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna come out and you're gonna talk that talk, back it up. And and we sent him on a blitz, and he had like a clear path, and he just took like the wrong angle and ended up just letting allowing Daniel Jones to step up and make a play. So like there's just uh, there's a couple things that. I was, I was talking to Andrew Juge on Twitter, and we just went back and I asked him, I said, you watch a lot of tape, he sees the All-22, we don't get the All-22. And he's talking about how, you know, he's just, he's inconsistent, he's an inconsistent tackler, that's who he was at Florida, and you're going to get moments of, like, awesome, and then moments of complete frustration. And we're getting the moments of complete frustration, and I, I, I don't remember these low moments for C.D. Deuce um, to this point. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, you don't get C.D. Deuce yet, no. But um, P.J. Williams. Let's talk about P.J. That's Elias yeah, J. Williams. That's Elias J. Williams' boy right there. Got the pick? Yeah, no, he, he's, he's, playing, he's playing super well this year, man. And, uh, and it, it, it doesn't have to be a lot from him. Like, he doesn't need to have, like, you know, 80% of the snaps. If he, if he gets 60% of the snaps, he's almost more effective that way, right? Like... When he when he's not in the field for a whole game, it's, I feel like he can he can zone in on what he's good at more often, and then take advantage of things that he sees, maybe from the sideline or who, maybe he's talking to you know the DB coach, mm-hmm. um, Chris Richard or Richard, and uh, yeah, I, I feel like like his his usage is, is proper right now. Okay. Well, now let's get to the offense, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna ask you the question. I'm gonna sit back and let you talk for a bit because this is your baby right here, okay? James Winston. James Winston. <laughs> There's the question. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, J- James Winston um, is frustratingly wonderful. <laughs> if, if that if that's okay, so, way to describe so someone. Let's let's pause that for a second. You said he is frustratingly wonderful so frustratingly <laughs> wonderful okay well, continue. I, guess, I guess you can you can you can say wonderfully frustrating too i guess and, and it works both ways but Jameis winston makes me so happy with the things that he does right and then makes me so worried when things just don't go the way that he intends them to go like what and like just just the way that you know if, if he's uh unsure of himself and, and makes a decision that Sean rips him for um, or like if he I think he overthinks things a little bit too much sometimes too like so I have, a, I have a question for you from this game because you're saying he overthinks things I thought this was one of the games where he didn't overthink it and Sean let him get into a rhythm especially after Taysom went out so the pass to Alvin Kamara on the wheel route AK's got to catch that mm-hmm. ball AK's got to catch that ball. That changes the whole scope of the game because he's probably going to put them in a, sp- in a spot where they're going to score a minimum of three. Well, you never know. Parky mm-hmm. sucked. 
Um, but I'm just saying, like, there were some drop balls there. The interception that he threw, Andres Pete was standing on his ankle. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, so you saw the still. Pass. Yeah. yeah, like, so I'm saying, like, yeah. out of all those things, do you not feel like Jameis is growing? Oh, 100%. He, he is. And, and I guess we're just, I'm not used to... I'm not used to him yet and, and and the things that he's doing. But at the same time, we're seeing flashes of what, you know, Drew used to do as well. And and, and we're seeing, um, you know, him understand this offense more and understand the strength of the offense that he has and using the O-line to, to you know, generate protection for himself by, by stepping up more than he used to instead of scrambling and whatever else. And, and it, it feels like... It feels like when, like he's matured in in five weeks mm-hmm. more than I thought for sure in the system. Um, he he's demonstrated like his big arm is big. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, honestly, like when when I watch when we watch Justin Herbert get all this love and appreciation for his big arm and the you know the cannon he has, and then we see um, Jameis throw the exact same post route to Deontay that Justin threw to Mike Williams, Mike Williams. Um, and it's then we see the and then we see the 52 or 57 yard like air yard if you want to go by that that metric like on the Hill Mary yeah and then we see all these these plays that he can make if he allows himself to just uh, and Sean gives him the confidence to do so and we we know that Sean Payton and him had a big conversation Saturday night saying listen we had a lot. We have opportunities back in in New Orleans against the Giants that we didn't take advantage of on, on deep shots. We have to find ways to get the ball in the air now, mm-hmm. and then it opens up so much more underneath that that that's where he becomes even more comfortable in the offense. Is once he gets the underneath routes that Sean's so good at creating, then the deep ball becomes even more important to his his arsenal, right? Mm-hmm. So, but so, no, but James James Winston right now like through five games. He's got 13 touchdowns and three picks. Yep. So three turns. Extrapolate. Oh, that, you just okay, you crushed it. You crushed it. I was gonna ask you to. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you to add. Ask me to add on to that. So let me extrapolate. Oh. <laughs> let me extrapolate from my man JD, the vanilla thriller. So, um, watching Jameis from game one, where it was kind of a fluke, five touchdowns. You know, what I mean, just like really good, advantageous situations that he got put into, and then he made the throws. Don't get me wrong, but like. The, the throw to Juwan Johnson, he jumped through the moon to get it. And, you know, like, guys are open and all this other stuff. It's, it's I'm not taking it away, but I've seen more growth this week. And I just thought about extrapolating because now we get the bye week. And we get Traquan Smith, who, who he spent the entire summer with. He spent the entire summer with Traquan Smith. So that's his guy. He has a rapport with Traquan. And then you add in one of the top five wide receivers in the NFL and Michael Thomas. And now the Callaway, the number one that you've had for the longest time, becomes your number three, and you can trust him in other spots, and you built a rapport with him. And Kenny Stills is like the is like the Emmanuel Sanders type vet, you know, lesser lesser talented, but still a veteran that you're putting in there. I think that this passing game is gonna go nuclear in Seattle. Like Seattle's defense is piss poor. And now J- Jameis, you know, famous Jameis, is going to have the opportunity. He's going to be like, I can gun it anywhere now. And if they put their best corner on Mike, well, now I get their second and third best corners on these guys that I trust because Traquan and Callaway, he trusts. 
You know, and like I have a feeling they're gonna put Deontay on ice for a couple weeks because we don't need him, and we're gonna see Callaway returning kicks. Because I'll tell you this, Alvin Kamara is not returning punts ever again, unless no. it's like unless it's like a Super Bowl or something like that. Like I, I bet you Sean probably held his breath when Kamara got popped because he got popped. Yeah, um, that was the hardest hit of his whole career. That one. Yeah, I heard him say that. But um, so do, do you agree with me that this offense could be headed for? We could be seeing Jameis throwing for three hundred and four touchdowns the rest of the way. And if he doesn't, it's an odd game. Like I actually, yeah. I'm not, I'm not being an optimist here. I really think that this is the way this is going. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, his numbers are gonna, his numbers are gonna take off. Like they're, they're gonna fly up the trajectory, like right to the point where he, he might still touch, you know, 4,500 yards this year. Yeah, with, and with, uh, with 12, the bad start. Twelve games to go. <laughs> yeah, and like you have to think, yeah. Tampa and, Bay, and so like we, we, we haven't, we haven't seen him with Mike yet. We haven't, we have no yeah. idea how that's gonna work. But we know we know that it's going to work because Mike's going to make it work. Yeah, Mike makes it work with everybody. But I'm saying Tampa Bay, if you want to beat Tampa Bay, you don't do it with the run game. You don't do it with the intermediate passing game. You beat them down the field because their secondary is piss poor right now because mm-hmm. everybody's banged up. So, like, yeah. this is the, the next two games. We're going to see Jameis really air the ball out. And if there was a game that Jameis was excited to play, Halloween night is the game. Halloween at 325. Can they flex that game? Or is that not a possibility? Because that that game should be a night have, game. I think they have the option to starting by week yeah week seven which is, or week eight which is that week right? I don't know. I actually don't I know the flexing second, rules, the, but yeah, I think it's, I think the second half of the year NBC can start flexing games in. So let's see the Sunday night football game that week is. While you're looking that up, I just Dal- it's Dallas at Minnesota. Oh, flex that out. Um, the next thing, so we talked about Jameis. Uh, the Taysom injury, here's, a, here's an unpopular take. And you know how much I like Taysom. I think Jameis is going to play better without Taysom anywhere around. I think as much as Jameis is saying all the right things, and Jameis is high-fiving and, you know what I mean, doing all the team stuff, I think Jameis is, a, is annoyed to have to come out of the game. Like, he's a young, number one overall, Heisman winning, national championship winning guy he doesn't want to come out of the field to let some guy who can't throw a deep pass step in and you know what i mean take snaps from him because he feels like he can do it all so i think Taysom being out if Taysom's out for the seattle game that's another indicator that i would use as like let's see the correlation of how free Jameis plays and how comfortable he looks and what kind of flow he gets into do you agree with any of that or what are your thoughts on that 100 percent, 100 percent. i uh yeah we we don't yeah, we don't see the thing is that as as Saints fans, and I know we get praised around the around the league because of the innovation of using this utility guy at quarterback, but we don't, we don't know how comfortable the quarterbacks actually are with without Taysom because he's never been like out right, like he's mm-hmm. always been there. Mm-hmm. Even in Drew Brees' last three years or two years, he was there all the time, and even Drew had to look over his shoulder and see, like, am I am I being subbed out? Like, and Drew didn't like it. We from, saw. From the, we- we no. saw clips. We saw clips of Drew pissed off, right? Yeah, from from the junior high from the junior high level up, kids who, who get benched um, for for lesser talent, like even junior high kids feel that. And yeah. imagine being a professional in your in your twilight years of your career, or and you're starting out on a new team, trying to establish your identity as as a quarterback of the future, and you have this person, player, teammate, friend, come in and and take away a part of your job. Like that's like if Let's say I'm a phys ed teacher. If my principal came in and, and said, "Okay, Dawson, 
you know, go take a 50 minute break and bring in a new guy to come uh, teach your <laughs> class. You know, and then yeah. I then I then I come into the gym and, and the kids are having a good time. They're laughing because they're doing something different or whatever. Like I'm gonna feel like, you know, I have to live up to that guy a little bit because I I can't run as as strong as Taysom if I'm Jameis. I can't you know tuck the ball and run like he can and truck guys and jump over guys. Yeah. I'm not that athlete. Yeah, I'm the athlete that can put the ball in a special spot down the field that he can't do. Like. No, so I, I totally agree, man. I'm, 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 I'm very excited to see how this plays out without Taysom. And ho- hopefully we get a chance to. And, and and the thing with Taysom is I love him in the red zone. I do like the power run with the quarterback in the red zone. It is an effective play. But, in like, you know, on the 35-yard line, on our 35 or our 40, I don't need to see Taysom in the game. If it's like a fourth, if it's like a fourth and inches and we're just going to try and power it, then, yeah, I'm okay with it. But other than that, let, let's let Jameis be the guy throwing the ball. Um, unless it's like some super trickeration type of play, you know, like where we have the halfback toss, you know, <laughs> clean to the quarterback run thing that they did in Chicago a couple of years ago. Yeah, that, um, was, that was nice. But here's the thing that we're, we haven't talked about, the offensive line. And we're just going to gloss over this because none of us are offensive line gurus. But we're going to get McCoy back. That's going to put Ruiz back to where he needs to be. That gave Throckmorton some some good game time experiments uh, experience. And Hurst has been fantastic. So I think that we can actually let Arm- Armstead take a little bit more time. Hurst has been awesome. Like, I thought I thought against Washington, like, Washington's front se- front seven gets after it. I thought Hurst did phenomenal. And Throckmorton did a pretty I, good job, I, too. So. Um, no, and, and getting just the athleticism of Eric McCoy back in the, and, like, and he, he, he's not a veteran yet, but he's got, he's got veteran quality about him and he makes the calls and I, I think yeah and I, I think that like is going to be awesome to, to see and, and you can tell he's a fierce player too so he when he, when he comes back he's going to want to you know show the O-line what what they've been missing with him not being there and, uh, and and we'll see him you know be a lead blocker for AK 30 yards on the field again like he was in Green Bay and we'll see like all these things that he can do that no one else could do for him when he's been gone, right? Yeah. And and ar- I would argue that he might be our most important O line member at this point because Ramchick is playing okay, um, and, and with Tehran, you know, kind of banged up and coming in and out of games throughout the seasons, like, like we we can we have we have a viable fill in with Hurst, like because he's done he's such a, starter. a good job so far. He's a six star. Yeah. Yeah, he's a six star. Yeah. And there's there's it's he's so, Senor he's Senor Calamante. He's Zach Streif. He's he's that guy. You know what I mean? Like he's the guy that's our sixth starter. He's mm-hmm. just as valuable as any of our starters, not named Ryan Ramchek. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Here's a question for you: We have um, a bit of a problem at running back. It doesn't look like it because Alvin Kamara is healthy, but you no, know, God God willing, he stays healthy. But let's say he gets dinged up or something like that. We are down to Divine Zigbo right now, and Rykel yeah. Armstead. Um, as our running backs because Dwayne Washington got dinged up and Tony Jones has another two, three weeks probably um, with that high ankle sprain. Do we trade for Mark Mark Ingram? Do we make a trade for, you know, a, a running back that's out there, Marlon Mack, you know, to to make sure that we have some solid pieces back there because as much as the dream story of Disney that we, we want to make of, you know, Divine Zigbo coming back and being a superstar, um, that may not be plausible that might not be something that's going to happen so what are your thoughts with our running back room what about ty montgomery yeah i like ty but again ty in small doses right like ty was able to do something in a game 17 or week 17 sorry against carolina that didn't matter 
you know, like he was able to perform. Mm-hmm. A, and, and Carolina had packed it in. They they didn't want any part of that game. They were tossing interceptions no. left and right. And uh, you never want to say a team quit, but it seemed mm-hmm. like they quit. So Ty Montgomery yeah. is a guy that he works hard, and I would never, ever knock him, but I think he is more naturally a receiver than he is a, a running back. He can play running back, mm-hmm. but so can Trey Lance. Yeah. Now, can he play it effectively for four games if we need it? I, I don't know if that answer is in the positive. Um, Mark Ingram, he doesn't. he's not needed in Houston. They're a team going down. So if we offered them a fourth-round draft pick or a fifth-round draft pick or a sixth-round draft pick, something like that, to take on Mark, he knows our system. I, and I, I think you reunite him with Alvin Kamara. The story writes itself. You know, and I think that that yeah. running back room gets a little bit of a jolt, kind of like when we added Quan to the linebacking group. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you think that that's a possibility or do you think I'm just kind of I'm praying and hoping here? No, I, I, I 100% think it would be a mutual like benefit because he would obviously want to come back to a team that at the end of his career, you know, that drafted him, believed in him, sees Malcolm Jenkins thriving back in, in New Orleans again. And, uh, and, and even when we brought um, the DB who retired there, Patrick Robinson, mm-hmm. he, in as well, he came back home and, and he played you know decently well for for us. And and it seems like you you don't see that often in the league where where guys go back after they've been traded. Yeah, but we we've had that happen twice Kenny in the past Stills. three years now. Kenny Stills. And Kenny Stills. Oh, Ken, like another one. That's another one. Exactly. And, so and and don't get it like, don't get it twisted. If we can't get some tight end consistency, bring back Jimmy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Let's do that too. I agree a hundred percent. So I, I think Mark would, would welcome himself back to New Orleans. Then he'd be welcome back in the locker room because he's that guy that that you know brings it together in the locker room. People love him. Like anywhere he goes, he's loved. And even like the media guys love him. In yeah. Baltimore, they all loved him. Yeah, and they love and, him and in Houston. It's too. not even a good fit for it's not, it's not a good fit for him in Houston. Like why like. How do you even end up there? I don't get why he would choose to go there. They paid him. They with paid him. Phillip, with with Philip Lindsay and David Johnson and Rex Burkett. They have a fourth guy there too. Rex Burkett. Or Rex Burkett. Like, yeah. yeah, like, come home, Mark. Come yeah. on, bring it back, buddy. Yeah. We, we need you back. And and AK AK would would be oh, ecstatic. I can just see that just being. I can just see that being so much fun, especially in like a home game near the end of the year. Oh man, that would just mm. get me so riled Let's up. Let's go. Yeah, you know. so I'm hoping that the Saints make a move like that. We got a little bit of cap space, um, you know, and then we'll worry about next year like we worry about next year like we do every year. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I guess the last thing to touch on, we, we kind of we spoke on the receivers. I, I think we know. We had Mike. We talked about what the depth's going to be like. I think that, you know, we let Deontay get healthy. Last thing before we get out of here, man, uh, the tight ends. Adam Troutman showed life this week. He had some plays. Mm-hmm. He looked good. He held on to the ball. He didn't look like he was going to fumble it. Juwan Johnson has been cast by the friendly ghost. I don't know if that's just scheme, but he's only played. I think he only played seven snaps last week. So I don't know if he's in the doghouse or scheme-wise, they just wanted to use Troutman. But we get Vanette back. Mm-hmm. We get Vanette back after the bye as well. We get back like six guys. Hey. Yeah, and so like we get we get we get back six guys that would start on on. You know, and and elevate any team in the league. Yeah, and they're coming and they're coming back to an already stacked roster, showing that they can have success without them. Who 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 in theory the Saints should be we we should be four and one. Like yeah, 
that 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 Giants loss is it's gonna sting us at some point in the year. Ast- Asterix. Like, yeah. 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 So, but yeah, we um, get we get we get Onyemata back, we get Mike back, we get Traquan back, we get Vanette back, we get Lutz back, we get Quan back, uh, we get Davenport back, we get McCoy back, we get Armstead back. That's insane. Like that is that's, that's that is insane. That's eight starters and a reserve because I call Vanette yeah. I call Vanette a reserve. So eight yeah. starters and a reserve and a, and your starting kicker. Like what Sean's been able to do with this roster, if we get if we get the thirteen wins this year. If we go thirteen and four, mm-hmm. Sean's coach of the year. I'm not interested. I'm just not interested. I don't care if Buffalo goes sixteen and one. Josh mm-hmm. Allen is not from Earth. For sure. Um by the way, Josh Allen's the MVP, right? If we're if we're just agreeing with this right now, yeah, he's the MVP. Hundred percent. The Justin Herbert. Yeah. No, it's not they're Him not the, they're not the same. I don't think Justin Herbert can do the things that Josh Allen can do. The way that Josh Allen can run like Lamar Jackson and then throw like Pat Pat Mahomes, he's an alien. He does not get enough credit, and I hate the fact that he plays for the Bills because the Bills are a roster that nobody talks about. They need, if he played for Dallas, it would be Josh Allen on every single TV everywhere you go, and it's just unfortunate because he is unbelievable. That, that game against KC, yeah. I watched it through and through, and I was like, man, I wish we had Josh Allen times because he is special, man. That is yeah, unbelievably he's, special. He's yeah. Anyways, man, we go, we're going to the bye. We're 3-2. and two. We'll jump back on here at some point in time. I got a I got a fun idea I want to try out here with you um, on our next podcast, but we'll we'll get on before the next game, uh, Seattle Monday night, and I think we're gonna watch that Seattle Monday night games together. So we'll uh, we'll do a live podcast for that game before before the game starts. Have some fun, awesome. pour a couple of uh, Elijah yes, Craig's, pour a couple of Elijah Craig's, and uh, yeah. crack some sixteen sixty fours and have a good time. Oh man, I can't wait, buddy! It's gonna be so much fun. All right, man. Uh, for all those that are out there, right, Justin, buddy. what's what's your what's your Twitter handle so people can get at you? It's at J underscore D underscore Nola. Dang, and that's all it is. Six yeah. six letters, two underscores. <laughs> Not from the five hundred four, but from the two hundred four. <laughs> yeah, and you can find me at, at BTW, and that's at the Bring the Wood Podcast. So you'll you'll be able to find that on Twitter. And uh, yeah, man. Like we always say, keep it simple. Life is easy. Life is gravy. You got your health. You got the Saints. We're three and two going to the bye. I'm feeling good, bro. So, who that? Who that, buddy? Who All that? right, man. Take care.